Alrighty, welcome back to another episode of Hope Stakes and Cheese Stakes. Hope everyone had a wonderful Christmas. Everyone's staying safe and healthy. Um, I had a stomach bug last week, so that was fun, but uh, I know a lot of people have been getting sick, so everybody make sure you take care of yourselves. Um, if you aren't already, make sure you follow our all our social medias. We're on Twitter, um, not as active, but um, mostly on Instagram, at uh, PFNCS. Uh, follow us on YouTube or subscribe, you know. Um, and, and if you give some ratings on Apple and Spotify episodes, that'd be awesome. It goes a long way. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> so today, just a solo, uh, just going to be me. Haven't done a solo in a long time. Uh, Tim's out traveling for the holidays, so he's seeing family and stuff. And I did some of that earlier in the week, so just gonna hop in, do a real quick one. I know everyone's busy, um, but there's definitely some stuff we can we can talk about here. Um, so obviously, both in the room, the Eagles finally got back on the winning track, right? Um, it's a weird season. That's all I'm gonna say. Like, we, I do think we're hypercritical of this team. Um, with due respect, I mean they were in the Super Bowl last year. Looking at it. It's fair to say that they overachieved last year, right? Um, I mean, it, we, we you know, fought people with this, but it was an easy schedule. We did have some buttercups, you know. Um, and then, honestly, the path to the Super Bowl was kind of a joke. I mean, we played at a bye. Then we played the Giants, who didn't really deserve to be there. Um, smacked their ass. And then San Fran came to town, and... Um, I mean, look, I still think the Eagles had so much momentum and that team was really talented. I, I still think they would have beaten San Fran, even if Purdy was healthy, but he got hurt. I mean, it's part of the game. Look, it is part of the game, Um, but it could have been a different outcome for sure, but it made the, the cat hair on my bike. It would have been uh not as easy for sure, but they got Super Bowl. They lost to the Chiefs. And it's funny because you look at the, how the season's gone for both those teams, KC and Philly. They're both in turmoil right now, and, but but they're both like in control of their own destiny as well. Like KC's still, I think they're nine and six because the Eagles are eleven and four, so they're nine and six and they're struggling a lot. I mean, they're not. They look worse than the Eagles, to be fair. Granted, they don't really have anybody playing receiver. Travis Kelsey's been a shell this year. I'm not really sure what's what's funk is he is in. Um, and even Mahomes, like normally Mahomes is the one that's winning them the, the, these games. He has not been great this year. Like he's it's funny because you look at um interception leaders. If I told you J- Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Pat Mahomes were gonna be something like in the top five of interceptions thrown this year, you would have been like where they plant like what how you know like um but they're all struggling it's it's so weird um but yeah chiefs are i don't know <clears throat> but you gotta we gotta look at it on the bright side like the eagles played we got through the gauntlet three and two through the gauntlet it was what dallas uh dallas san fran um casey buffalo miami you, it was a little before that too but they beat good teams. Like, they have beaten good teams. I think they have – I think they're one of the few teams in the NFL that have, like, the highest – or they're one of the 
top percent teams in the NFL that have, that have beaten winning other winning teams. So I think we are being hypercritical of them with, with like the caveat that we know they can be better, right? Like at one point in the game, it was like, it was first and 10. I think it was in the third or fourth quarter. It was first and 10. It was, this is when it was 20 to 18. We'll get, we'll break down the whole, I might, now that it's been a couple of days, I've kind of calmed down on that game, but I'll tell you why in a, in a moment, but it's, um, like first and 10, they're, tr- they're like on their own 40 or 30 and they get a penalty. And I think it sets them back. I can't remember if it was first. I think it was a throw to AJ and then they called holding. My cats are rummaging through my stuff. I think it, it was a hold. So it was now first and 20. They, th- you know, normal team would say, you know what? Run the ball here, get some yards back. No, 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 no. They throw it. Income, I believe it was an incompletion. Second and twenty. Okay, maybe now would be a good time to to run it. You know, maybe the defense is kind of fifty fifty on what you might do. Um, you know, again, try and get a little bit more breathing room, a little more yards closer to the sticks, and uh, then you can set up like a third and fifteen, third and ten, maybe. No, let's throw. I think they threw it again. Third and third and. Tw- I think this this might have been the the third and twenty play. It's third and twenty. Three, you've had three plays in a row where you threw it instead of running it when you are in the lead in the late in the game. Or I guess this is probably the middle of the third quarter. I, I'm now I'm blanking, but you then you have a miracle play. And to be fair, Jalen, I thought Jalen actually played pretty well. You had a really good play by Jalen, finds uh, A.J. Brown, floats it over Isaiah Simmons for a beautiful throw, beautiful catch, first down Eagles. The problem is that we shouldn't be in these scenarios. When the crowd is sitting outside your facility with run-the-ball signs, when they are in the stadium chanting run-the-ball and every player hears it clear as day, Sirianni, the head coach, is saying, I could have heard that with two, you know, two headsets on each ear. It makes you wonder how much of these NFL coaches and players and, and scouts and stuff are just like over analyzing things and not breaking it back down to like the simpler terms of, of like they are so good. They are so good at running the ball and it baffles the mind that we we just can't get it done. Like I just I don't understand. It just pisses me off. <laughs> like you have, you had DeAndre Swift, like, was it week two and three? Have what, 300 some rushing yards combined in those two games? The strength of the offensive line, which can be apparent when the pass blocking, you know, is giving up, you know, runners to Jalen. He's got to scramble out. Um, the strength is, to, is is run blocking. Like they love the run block. They're great at it. We we Swift pops off like five six yards a clip, first down run. Oh, second six run again. Third and one. What do you do? Tush push. That should be the formula. Like I, it's it's boring, but man, is it fucking effective? And I don't, I don't understand. I don't I don't understand. But we could talk about this forever. Um, I think overall 
<clears throat> so, so here's where I, I said I'll come back down to earth. We wanted a blowout. I think while they looked sloppy in the first half, it was 20 to three, right? I mean, Jalen had that miscue where he, instead of going out of bounds, he stayed in. I, I still, I don't even think he gave an explanation for that. He just said that was my mistake. Like, what was he think? Did he think there was like room to run more? Like there was like six giant defenders there. I just, that was confusing. Um, and then luckily they got a field goal because the Giants tried to take the ball away and morons. Um, you look back at it, 20 to three coming out of half. You have that. You have, in my opinion, two. And turnovers are part of the game. And freak plays are part of the game. But back-to-back freak plays is very rare. Especially to a team that had uh, benched a quarterback at halftime, right? Um, I don't even think they had... I think the Eagles doubled their yards on, on offense. Like, the Eagles are pretty close to 500. Okay, Giants ended up with 292 total offensive yards, 106 rushing, 186 passing. And to be fair, the most of that passing yards came the like fourth quarter when they were trying to catch up. Well, not catch up, but keep up, I guess. Eagles, 170 rushing yards, 6.3 yards per play, uh, 28 first downs, 8 for 15 on third, four, 2 for 2 on fourth, they ran 74 plays, allowed one sack, only punted twice. They had nine penalties for 65 yards, which also, like, people on social media were like, oh, yo, Eagles uh, get bailed out by the refs again. And like, first of all, I know they're talking about that fan, that the no-call pass interference on the last play. That wasn't pass interference, I hate to tell you. It was underthrown. Well, he just chucked in the end zone, first of all. Tyrod did. It was underthrown. Uh, the player that got pass interfered with was was going out of bounds anyways. Like, he wasn't going to catch that ball. Um, and they were both, like, jockling for position. And I believe both of them fell. I think it was Blankenship, who he did not have a great game. He got beat by Slayton on a 70-yard. That's the thing. I like... I've come around on Blankenship. I was pretty harsh on him. Um, he's a good player. He's a solid starting safety, but he, man, does he lack speed. Great hitter. Um, seems to be a good leader. Um, nice in the run. He, he's a, usually a sound tackler, um, but, man, he if you're going to be the deep safety, you need to have some speed. you got to get back there. Can't let up that. And I don't know. <clears throat> Uh, wow, I just went on a little bit of a tangent there. I forgot where I was going. Oh, so, yeah, 465 total yards for the Birds. Jalen almost had 300 passing. Um, but the thing that gets me is 20 to 3. They're going to get the ball back. They just got a field goal. They were feeling good. They, they just drove down the field. You have that bullshit. And I don't... I, I'm curious why no why this wasn't even brought up, but like was it even a legal play that Zacchaeus got thrown into um Boston Scott? Because when they were saying it, they said I think it was Isaiah Simmons blocked like push him in the back. And unless I'm mistaken, that's a penalty. You're not allowed to block people into the receiver of a of a punter a kickoff, but that's neither here nor there. Um 
But yeah, so that fumble, that, how often do you fucking see that? Very, very, very rare. <clears throat> Giants get what? The ball fucking 10? Easy for Saquon to just push that in. That's a gimme touchdown. Then the next time, Eagles again, driving down the field. Um, Dallas Goddard slips on his break when he's trying to cut. And I guess he slipped as Jalen released the ball. And then Adoree Jackson, like, I mean, he made a good catch, but it literally came right to him um, with no one in front of him. And again, that's a freak play. It's not super often when you see a pick six that it's because your player fucking tripped on his own accord. Um, and that was, you know, 14 points in a matter of what, a minute? Maybe, or, you know, not a minute, but like 14 unanswered is, is never good, especially when you were up only 17. Um, and then they went for two, I think, or whatever. So that's 2018. But like, take those two plays away. Let's say Eagles drive down the field. Let's say they kick a field goal. Whatever, 23-3. The Giants weren't moving the ball on offense. Besides the first drive when they got a field goal, they were not moving the ball. Why do you think Why do you think the quarterback was benched? I, I just didn't. And to be fair, they did not game plan for Tyrod Taylor. He's a completely different. He's a scrambling quarterback. I love Tyrod. I, you know, obviously a VT, um, Virginia Tech fan. Um Watched him in college. You know, I, I was rooting for him on the Bills. Uh, I think he's a, he was he was a good quarterback. He was never he was never a great or elite quarterback, but he was a damn good quarterback in my opinion. Um, and even at his age now, like he's a very very usable backup. Came in the field, came in the game, and kept the Giants in it. You know, but they didn't game plan for for Tyra Taylor. The whole different battle. Um, so I think. You know, that was probably a little bit of an adjustment. Um, but again, Eagles are a superior team. They should have manhandled the Giants. Some freak plays happened. They got way too close, and they squeezed out another win. But here's the thing that I'm worried about. You have a little bit of turmoil going on. Something is off with this team, and <clears throat> I think it's pretty apparent that there's some disinterest with the players and the coaching staff uh, whether it's the play calling, whether it's prep during the week, whether it's execution, whether it's uh, just the results, they're not all on the same page. They are not all happy. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's easy to say, hey, they're going to blow out the Cardinals this week. But I mean, that, that, and this is, uh, Tim would, would say, you know, this is a get right game. But in, after a win, I really, I, I'm one, I really want to say that the Arizona game is going to be a right game. Like they, for, I, I've rarely seen a team that wins a game and is like acting like they lost. Like they were pissed. Devontae Smith, like wasn't cracking those smiles. Like, yeah, we won, but like, I'm not happy. We're not happy. You know, I got over a thousand yards. Cool. But I don't care. I like, we're not playing up to our standard, this and that. Um, I think Jalen, even in his press conferences, has been has been a little more vocal in saying that they've not been good. Um, you know, normally he's a you know we haven't been playing to our standard. Um, we haven't been um, you know uh, playing up to the capabilities that we can reach. Um, we haven't been efficient enough, this and that. But I think 
I think they need this Arizona game. They need they need to put up forty on them. That Cardinals were were okay in the beginning of the year. Not okay. I, like they they were competitive. They would give they would give teams a hard time. When they beat the Cowboys, um, even a couple of weeks ago they gave the Niners a little bit of a hard time in the first half. But they are really injured right now on defense. Um, I think I don't know if Kyler's still playing because he was dealing with some injuries as well. They need to blow them out of the water. Like we've been saying this for weeks, there has to be a team that they blow out of the water. But I feel like after a game like the Giants game, where you had it in your hands that you were going to blow them out and you were going to get some confidence going, and that's the thing. If those two free plays don't happen and they go on to win, like let's say thirty-three to three or thirty-three to ten, there's a whole different mood, whole different mood. But two free plays keeping the Giants in the game. Um, I really, honestly, pretty late. Like they were in the, the game until like the last drive, which is sad. Um, and shout out Keith Ringo, his first interception. He's been looking good. Granted, it's been against shitty quarterbacks, but another Georgia product. He was great in college. Um, so I'm hoping that he can be a future starter for this team. A little early, in my opinion, to tell, but I liked what I've seen. Um, but yeah, I, I think. They need it. Like, there's too much going on right now with with rough play calling. I think game plan wise, they the play calls look a little better. But two things that I I can just cannot stand anymore is the the screens. Jalen's a great quarterback, but he does not have zip on the ball. Like he can he does not for as strong as he is, that ball comes out slow. So screens do not work. He takes him way too long to get the ball over the receiver. Like, how often do we see a screen do, like, super well? Their screens either go for, like, negative yards or a couple yards. Rarely do we get a first down. Rarely do we see a 20, 30-yard, you know, big play. They don't work. And the other thing I can't stand, and this is probably what defenses are being taught to do against Jalen, is they will push him outside. Jalen defaults. Instead of trying to get rid of the ball, or run up field, um, you know, from outside the pocket, he pushes out to his right, and he will run as, excuse me, he will run as far to the sideline as he can before having to get rid of it. And every time he just chucks it away, or he makes a poor decision and throws it, and it gets intercepted. It's at some point he's got to be looking at the tape like, wow, I do that a fucking lot. Like it's just. The scrambling all the way to the end, to the sideline before you're about to get step out of bounds needs to be needs to stop. Like it's not effective. It's and Jalen Jalen's I think Jalen doesn't get enough credit. He's a good quarterback in the pocket. He can run out the pocket and make plays, but it's not always what you want to do, especially when you're you, then your your receivers are changing their routes, right? Like now they're trying to come back to you. They're trying to find an open space. It's just not. It's just not. Um. Not a good, you get some capers in there. It's just not a good scenario. So, I don't know. I, I I I think more than the fans and more than the NFL media and, and, and all this, I think the Eagles players and coaches need this game to prove to themselves who they are. I think, I, I don't, I don't think that they... I think they know that they are not playing well. 
I think they know that there's there's a lot of um, anger from the fans. There's a lot of upset, but it's just tough. I thought the defense overall played well against this, the Giants. Again, it's the Giants, they don't really have much of an offense. They really, like, I mean, <laughs> they were giving up a lot of sacks this year, and we only got, what, one sack? I thought Hassan had a great game, minus that pass interference, which was, or um, roughing the passer, which was, I mean, by rule, I guess that was the correct call, but, like, he tr- he literally tripped that he was falling into him. I don't remember if you can review penalties like that, but that's, I don't know, kind of bullshit in my book, but the league likes to call a, a penalty heavy game. So it's what we get now. Um, overall, I thought, I mean, four for 14 on third, you know, three for five on fourth down, I did not like. But then again, those were, I think most of those were like fourth and ones, and they just gave the Saquon, and he was like, it was slight work for him, just rolling into the the end zone or the first down marker. Um, yeah, I need more from the defense. That that's a, the biggest difference between last year and this year is explosive plays on both sides of the ball. Last year led the league in sacks. Get where we were getting takeaways um, on offense, big play after big play. We were explosive. Um, we were getting huge chunks on the ground. We were getting huge chunks through the air. Um, trick plays more. It was creative. It's so bland and boring now. And neither side of the ball, it, it's just, it's not even methodical. They're just bland and, and simple and their schemes are simple. And uh, I don't know. I, I need to see more. Like we have three, we have two games left in the regular season. I think realistically, if they can somewhat right the ship and look better these last two games, it'll give them a boost of confidence, which they need. This isn't to prove anything to people. They need a boost of confidence for themselves to feel better, to get hyped, to get happy. They don't look happy. They just don't look like they're having fun. So they need this game against the Cardinals. They need to blow them the fuck out. They need to be dominant. They need to execute. They need to look good. They need to be smooth with everything. They need to just just have a perfect game, as perfect as you can get. Um, and I think that'll do wonders for them. Because if you look at it realistically, and I know they've struggled, but bring bring Jared Goff here in to Philly, you know, because you know, hoping the Eagles hold on to a two seed. Jared Goff in the cold, you know, weather. Um, I think they could beat the Lions. Uh, Baker Mayfield's had a nice season, but I, I think they would find a way to beat that team. We already did, right? Eagles. Actually, that was probably the, the most manhandling game they had all year was the Bucks game. So they already beat them. They already beat the Rams. I mean, Stafford's looking good now. He's a little healthier, but they held them in check. Um, Dallas is a coin flip. Every you know, you never know what you're getting. But again, they're only they've only proven that they can win at home. So bring bring Dallas to Philly. And again, the cold weather, see how they perform. So realistically, I don't see their path to the NFC Championship game as if they get the two seed is not that hard. I think if they get there and face, let's say, San Francisco, 
there's a lot. Like, A, you've had four games under your belt since, well, what, six games, six or seven games under your belt since they last met. If they win these last two games, they're on a three-game win streak. Then you win two more in the playoffs. You're on a five-game win streak. You're feeling good. Hopefully, you look good. And then you go into San Fran. You don't know what could happen. So I think in the heat of the moment, we are hypercritical of this team for good reason. They, they've they shown a lot of struggles. But they're they're damn talented. This is a top five talented team in the league. So they need to get together. Um, realistically, I, I think they, I don't know. I think they can, I think they'll win the, their first playoff game. Second game depends on the opponent. I think they absolutely could get to the NFC Championship game based on the the row of opponents they would play. But again, who knows? So, all right, damn, in a solo episode, I think that was the longest we ever talked about the Eagles. But there's a lot to talk about. All right, elsewhere around the league. um, I actually want to start, we'll start at the bottom. So the Monday, the Christmas games. So we had... um, Chiefs Raiders, man. Raiders won twenty to fourteen. I don't know what's going on with Casey. They are a mess. Worse than the Eagles right now. They need to figure their their stuff out. Because honestly, I mean the Raiders, Broncos, Raiders and Broncos are actually I think the Broncos were eliminated. But Raiders are still right behind them, so they're not you know not in the clear for that uh title yet. The uh, AFC, um. What are they in the uh, AFC? No. North? No. They're the West, AFC West. Yeah. Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, Chiefs. Yeah, the AFC West. Um, but yeah. Something that I do want to... The Eagles game was rough. And honestly, I was not happy after that win. But you know, I'll put a smile on my face on Christmas night. Brock Purdy, four interceptions. Oh man, did I love to see that. It looked it was a good game in the first half. Um, minus the interceptions for Purdy. But they were right in it, and then Baltimore came out and just put the put the foot down and stepped all over them. They was dominant. They are the best team in the league. Um, they're scary. We could this could be a Super Bowl rematch for sure. I think the Ravens have it all together right now. They're they they have a good receiving core. I mean, they lost Mark Andrews, which is tough, but they have a good receiving core around Lamar now. Um, he seems to be healthy. He's playing kind of free, feeling good. Um, their defense is nasty, man. I wanted Kyle Hamilton to be drafted by the Eagles so bad in this the last draft. Man, does he look good? He or was it two drafts ago? He's so good. He had, what, two picks in that game? Yeah. Ravens always get – they always end up with really nice secondary pieces. Um, but I saw something on – I believe it was TikTok. I'm going to pull it up real quick. It was actually hilarious um, and, like, kind of interesting. Um, so someone put out a video. They said the 49ers um, have a curse, right? So – Early in the year, they lost to the Browns, 19 to 17, right? So 49ers scored 17 points. And after that game, 
uh, came out that, you know, Deshaun Watson out for the year. Browns quarterback, right? Then they played the Vikings. They lost 22 to 17. San Fran scored 17 again. Vikings then lost Kirk Cousins for the year shortly after. The next game, 31-17, Bengals beat the 49ers. 49ers scored 17. <laughs> Joe Burrow out for the season shortly after. So here's here's where it gets funny, though. So someone said, <laughs> they said, what if, uh, so the, the Ravens won 33-19. 49 scored 19, not 17, because of a uh, safety Lamar had. So their theory is that the referee, if you didn't see the game, there was a referee in the end zone who tripped, and Lamar kind of like ran into him a little bit when he, as he was falling. <clears throat> so Lamar also fell. So the, his theory is that the ref, who tripped he tripped Lamar on purpose um <clears throat> because he's actually from the, from the future <clears throat> and he saw this game coming and uh he wanted to make it uh 33-19 not 33-17 so that Lamar wouldn't get hurt it's like hilarious thought process there i, I don't even know how your brain works that that's you know where your your head gets at but that is kind of wild. Every time they scored 17, a quarterback on the other team got hurt. But <clears throat> anyways, earlier in the week, we had um, <clears throat> Rams beat the Saints 30-22. Saints are cooked. They're cooked. Um, Steelers, <clears throat> Rams also, they're going to make the playoffs. They might be kind of low-key scary, to be honest. Steelers beat the Bengals 34-11. Uh, that was a surprise. Um. <clears throat> We'll get to, uh, I got two, I'm going to steal Tim's segment, studs and duds. I'm only going to do the, the, I got two studs that I want to, or three, three studs that I'll highlight. No, no duds because trying to be cheerful for the holidays. They're also kind of harder to find. So credit to Tim. I don't know how you, you always find these players if you're not intently watching the games. Bills beat the Chargers 24-22. Chargers made it, made it a ball game, but, um, the backup QB is not bad for them, but yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see what their coaching decisions are like in the next offseason to get Herbert and that team back on track. Jets beat the Commanders 30-28. I believe the Jets were up like 20 nothing or something, and, and Washington came back, but um, they just benched. I don't know if it was this game or, or the upcoming game, but Sam Howell has been, I guess, benched. <clears throat> He's looked a little rough the last couple games, but I mean, he had a good... He had a good First, 75% of the season. Um, so we'll see where their future lies. Lions beat the Vikings. I almost was correct on my upset of the week. Uh, Lions won 30-24. They have clinched the NFC North for the first time in 30 years. So congratulations to the Lions. It's a, the fan base has been hungry for a long time. Um, and they're a good team. You know, defense is a little sus, but they are they're firing on, on offensively. So... <clears throat> Speaking of good teams that are fun to watch, the Browns beat the Texans 36-22. How about Joe Flacco? He just keeps balling out. It's crazy. All these teams that need quarterbacks, man. You picked the wrong one. It was Joe Flacco all along. <clears throat> Hopefully, Texans get CJ Stroud back next week. Um, they've been a bit of a lot of uh, losing side of things for a bit here. And I think they won last week, but they still have lost a couple that they should have won. 
Packers beat the Panthers 33-30. All of a sudden, the Panthers want to play, but a little too late. Seahawks beat the Titans 20-17. to The Seahawks, like, they, I think they also had another um, last-second game-winning drive against Tennessee. Um, but uh, another surprise, the Falcons beat the Colts 29-10. to uh, Falcons continue to be the strangest team in the league. Some days they win and they look good. Other weeks they look like they don't deserve to be in the NFL. I couldn't tell you. Um, this was also a bit of a surprise. Jags, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is hurt, but they do not. They are reeling at the wrong time. They are losing in December. Bucks beat them 30-12. to 12. Bucks look good. Bucks and Rams, low-key, are the the underdogs this, this play, coming out into the playoffs this year. Um Big smile on my face. Dolphins beat the Cowboys 22 to 20. It's weird. I knew Dallas went down and scored, and I looked at it. I was like, they left, they gave Miami three and a half minutes on the clock <clears throat> to not only go down the field and, you know, score, but to go down the field and just waste time and kick a field goal to win. With a good kicker, they had Jake Sanders or something, something Sanders, good kicker. So that was, I mean, the writing was on the wall. They were going to lose after they <clears throat> gave them so much time left. Um, so Dallas has lost two straight. Love to see that. Eagles now control the NFC East completely. They just need to win out against Arizona and New York, and it is all theirs. First time we'll have a back-to-back NFC East champion in, what, 20 years or something like that, since the Eagles did it 04 05, I believe. <clears throat> Um, rounding out the last game, last two games, we had the Bears beat the Cardinals 27-16. I think Justin Fields got hurt again. Um, I think or he's, or he's dealing with an injury. I can't remember now. Um, uh, but they look they look decent. They're pushing for a wild card. And then the Patriots somehow beat the Broncos 26-23. Russell Wilson's not been benched, likely for contract reasons, so they don't have to pay him. Or whatever it may be, but they, uh, I think they were eliminated from the playoffs because of this loss, or not eliminated, but it's like a five percent chance now instead of a seventy percent chance if they had won. But that is a roundup on week sixteen as far as the game picks went. Uh, we did good, or we did well. I went nine and seven, so not the best, but not terrible. Um, Tim and Mike were. Um, 10 and 6 both so right behind them um, overall we're all still really really positive nobody has we're all well over 100 wins no one's close to 100 losses yet um, I mean Mike's guest picks are in the the 90s but still fucking impressive so shout out to us <clears throat> alright so like I said no, no duds. We're gonna keep a the jolly, jolly cheerful vibes going on here. But um, first stud we got to point out, who uh, helped one of my fantasy teams win. The other team I left them on the bench and um, kind of cost me the game. So we have Mr. George Pickens, who would not block for his running backs a week ago. When four receptions for 195 yards and two touchdowns, that's 50, that's like 50 yards a clip per catch. So that's pretty crazy. On the other side, I mean, T Higgins, five for 140, 
pretty good for them as well. Um, Jake Browning, I mean, 300 yards passing. He's a pretty he, – he might get, you know, some looks for, uh, for a job. You never know. I mean, not on the Bengals, obviously, but um, also weird that Mason Rudolph had the best, like, passing statistics of for Steelers quarterback all season. Like, what it, that team just needs a really – they need a good quarterback, and they might actually be decent. Like, they might actually not be fraudulent. But Bengals-Steelers both 8-7. and seven. Um, Another receiver that had a insane game for, unfortunately, against me in fantasy – um, this motherfucker had 50 fantasy points. Um, excuse me, Kitty. I think it's it's funny, like fantasy football. You play, I mean, it's like the NFL. You play all year, and then you get to playoffs. Most leagues have one game. <clears throat> so, <laughs> I scored 171 points, and I lost because Amari Cooper had 50. So I think it was like 171 to 176 or 79. It was close. I gave it a good fight. I had Brees Hall, who's my other stud. Um, but Mari Cooper, man. 11 catches. 265 yards and two touchdowns. There are some receivers in the league who don't even get 260 yards in a season. Man. He fucked me. That's oh, that shit hurt so bad. Um, yeah. And then elsewhere, like I said, Brees Hall for the Jets had a really good game. Um, find the stats for you real quick. They seem to have disappeared. So yeah, we have Brees Hall. 20 carries, 95 yards, two touchdowns. Rushing game, yeah, not bad, right? Solid performance. It's almost almost five a clip. Receiving, 19, or excuse me, 12 receptions, 96 yards. How many running backs do you see with 12 receptions? Again, some running backs don't even get 12 receptions in a whole year. Get 12 receptions in the game. That's crazy. <laughs> so he had... Uh, you know, 100, 180, or was that math? 191 total yards, two touchdowns on 32 possessions, 32 times touching the ball. So shout out him. Great game for all those guys. And, um, and yeah, so hopefully everyone was on the, the positive side of that fantasy. I was only on the positive for one of them. So, but yeah, uh, or two, I guess, Brees Hall and, um, and uh, George Pickens, but Mari Cooper, man, thanks for nothing, bro. <laughs> All right, um, on to like I said, this has already been a bit of a long episode. Um, we're just gonna get right into game picks. Um, so looking at it, week 17 of the league, remember we have 17 games. Um, I think that was an active last year. So used to be 16 for a long, 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 long time. But we are now at 70. So just getting my things ready here. <clears throat> we are looking at Thursday night, which is today. Jets at the Browns. Now, the Jets, they're not very good. They've already been eliminated. 
Um, Aaron Rodgers, honestly, like, look, shout out you for, um, you know, coming back after that injury, but, but yeah, no, um, you're annoying. So I'm going with the Browns. I think they are, they're hot. They're, they're playing well right now as a team. They're, they all look good. Um, so yeah, um, we will get Tim's picks, um, before, um, I'll get them from him today, but you won't see the posts on Instagram for it until probably Saturday. So uh, you'll just get my picks, and then at the end, I'll get um, our guest picks will be PC, Mr. Pat Casey. Um, I'll get those to y'all as soon as I get through this. So like I guess I'll take the Browns here. Lions, Cowboys. At Dallas? Nah, as much as I I want to take Detroit here, Dallas isn't going to lose three straight, especially if they're back at home now. Um, I'd love that they would lose three straight, but I don't see it. So I'll take Dallas. Titans at the Texans. Again, I think CJ Stroud is playing in this game two weeks after the concussion, which is great. I might need to start him in my fantasy championship game. Still debating that or Jordan Love. Not not a great option. But um, yeah, I'll take the Texans here. Hoggins at the Bears. Two Dog shit teams, uh, but one has been less dog shit lately, so I'll take the Bears. Dolphins at the Ravens. Hmm. I could, you know what? This screams letdown game to me for the Ravens. For as good as they have looked, the Dolphins all of a sudden are starting to play kind of well. Like, I mean, they, they barely beat the Cowboys, which, but they're a good team. Um, but I, I'm taking Miami here. I think that's that's my upset of the week. I mean, we're upset they're both great teams, but I'm taking Miami. Um, in ball in Maryland, eh, a little ballsy, uh, yellow. Saints at the Bucks. I'm gonna take the Bucks. Saints have been too much of a wild card. I don't know what to make of them. Bills at the Patriots. I guess also screams trap game. Bill Belichick knows the Bills, but they Bills need a win to stay. I mean, they haven't even claimed a playoff spot yet, so they need this win. So I'll take the Bills. Cardinals at the Eagles, like I said, I I really think this needs this needs to be a blowout game for the Birds. Um, so hopefully it is. I'm taking the Eagles. Next game, Jags at the Panthers. Here you go, Tim. Here's your get right game for the Jaguars. They're going to beat the Panthers at home. Um, Raiders at the Colts. This this is actually tough. <clears throat> I I don't know how much of a home field advantage Indianapolis has. Uh, damn. Um, Raiders. They have some swag right now. I'm gonna go with the Raiders. They are very much like the um. The Bucks, like they're just they're just all clicking right now. They're playing well. Um, I'm gonna take the Raiders. Colts also need a win, but shit. Um, Rams at the Giants. I'm gonna take the Rams here. Not much discussion. 49ers, Commanders. Again, not much discussion. 49ers probably gonna blow them out. Um, Steelers at the Seahawks. 
If it was in Pittsburgh, I might take Pittsburgh, but I'm going to take the Seahawks here in Seattle. Um, Bengals and the Chiefs. I don't... Man. You got to just keep picking KC because at some point they have to get back on the winning side. Um, man. Yeah, I don't know. Um, um, yeah, I'm going to take KC here. Then we have uh, Chargers at the Broncos. going to go with... To, to another garbage matchup. Go with the Chargers here. And then Sunday Night Football, Packers at the Vikings. Um, This might actually be a decent game, but I'm going to take the Packers. Um, And it doesn't look like we have a Monday Night Football game. And Monday is New Year's Day, which normally has um, a ton of college football. So that could be a reason, but... So those are the game picks. Um, so like I said, Pat is our guest picker this week. He'll be taking um, Browns, Lions, Eagles, Dolphins, the Bills, Bears, Colts, Jags, Titans, Rams, Bucks, Niners, Seahawks, KC, Broncos, and Green Bay. Um, so, yeah. so that's a wrap on this little, little solo episode. Um, mostly just game talk. Uh, I wasn't really going to try and get too deep into our normal segments, but, um, as far as power rankings go, we didn't do one last week. Um, I mean, it's the Ravens. The Ravens are the number one team right now. Ravens, Niners, uh, it's tough after that. There's really, it's just a drop off after those two, but in the top 10, no specific order. I mean, the Eagles are still top 10. The Cowboys are still top 10. The Dolphins are in the top 10. Lions are in the top 10. A Brown, I put the Browns in the top 10. And then um, maybe the Rams, Rams or the, the Bucks could be in that discussion as well. But yeah, it's Casey. They're borderline. They've just not been look good. They've not looked good. They're on name, name players and coaching staff alone. They would be in the top 10, but they're just not looking good right now. So, but like I said, I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas or happy holidays um, and wishing everybody a, a happy new year. Don't go out and get, don't get too blasted. Um, but yeah, everyone's uh, looking forward to a new 2024 year, Kobe year. Signing off. Yeah.